Hi, and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with Senior Ministers John and Anne Uliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Today is all about you finding a place of service in the house of God. And um, this is what it says in Ephesians chapter 2. Why don't we read from verse 8? It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So what's clear about that is that our salvation is not based on what we do, but on what he has done the finished work of Christ upon the cross. So it's very clear in verse 9 that our salvation is not based on works. But verse 10 is what I want to focus on. It says, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. So we're not saved by good works, but we are saved for good works. Let me say it again. We are not saved by good works, we are saved for good works. So we're saved to do something. And I love the word that's used there. We are his workmanship. That word workmanship is a Greek word, poema. And it literally means God's masterpiece. Everybody put your hand on your heart. I want you to say, I'm God's masterpiece. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are God's masterpiece. (laughs) Let me just say, not finished yet. (laughs) A work in progress. (laughs) Turn to the person next to you and say, he's talking about you. No, 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 don't do that. (laughs) A work in progress. That's what we are. But we're God's masterpiece And here it is. And what's the purpose? For good works, to do something with our lives, to do something. And can I just say to you that the definition of good works is helping others? That's what good works is about, is helping others. Can I just make it really clear? Is that the best way to help yourself is to help others. If you suffer from depression... The best way out of depression is just start focusing on others. I tell you, depression is a downward spiral because it focuses all on you. And, if, and I know sometimes it's trying to pull yourself up by your shoelaces. But when, once you start getting out of it, start focusing on others and, and start getting busy focusing on others. And you just find that it's the best way to help yourself. Best way to help yourself. Charles Dickens, the famous author said, no one is useless in this world who lightens the burdens of others. One one of my favorite uh, preachers and writers is is an old Puritan preacher called John Bunyan. Who's ever heard of John Bunyan? He wrote the second most famous piece of Christian literature in the world. First is the Bible. Second is is Pilgrim's Progress. Uh, John Bunyan wrote Pilgrim's Progress in the 1600s, and this is what he says. He says, You have not lived today 
until you have done something for someone who can never repay you. Again, the focus this morning is helping others. It's one of our cultures. At Life Source, we have three cultures. Who can tell me the three cultures of Life Source? Number one is loving God. Number two is growing spiritually. And number three is helping others. I don't believe that we can honestly say we love God and we're growing spiritually if we're not helping others. It's the link that links it all. You just can't on one hand say I'm loving God and growing spiritually and on the other hand not reaching out and helping others. So it's just a joy to be able to help others. And and I really believe that the only way to live a big life is to help others. It's all about helping others. And you know what? At Life Source, we're here to help you. And then we're here to see you help others. And so I'm, I'm so glad that you've come today because we, we want to serve you. And we've got a whole bunch of people that have served you and are serving you. We've got a whole bunch of people that meet you in the car park and they greet you in the car park. And what's the purpose of that? To help you find a car park. Then you come in through the doors and there's someone greeting you. And, and then there's someone that makes a cup of coffee for you. How many of you know we got barista coffee at our church? And I love the baristas. They're serving coffee to help others. But you know what else I love? I love the fact that we give you free coffee, but you donate. Not because you have to, but because you want to, so that we can dig wells and build latrines in third world countries where they have no clean water and your coffee provides clean water for communities. And over the last, I think, three or four years, we've dug 40 wells, 40 wells in communities that have no clean water. The first time they have clean water is because you drink coffee and you provide clean water for someone because it's part of our culture to help others. What a joy it is to help others. So, so, so in our church, we've got three types of people. Can I talk to you about the three types of people in our church? Okay. First type of person in our church is what we call seekers. Oh, I love seekers. Seriously, I love, and I, and I look at some of you and I see the first time that I met you, you were a seeker. You were, weren't you? You were seeking What's the purpose of life? What, what's life all about? Are there big answers to the big questions that I've not yet discovered? See, all of us do life and we all work out our own worldview and we all make up our own ideas about what the world is all about, right or wrong. We're all fed various bits of information and then we cycle and recycle those bits of information and we come up with our worldview. We've done exactly the same thing as Christians. But can I just point out that our filter for our worldview comes out of this book called The Bible. We, we nickname the Bible the Word of God. Some of us nickname it a little bit further. We call it The Word how many of you call it the Word? That's, that's our nickname for the Bible. It's the Word of God. And the Word of God 
sustains us. And so for us, what we do is that we filter life through the word of God. Why is that? Because we don't believe there is a better filter. We certainly do not filter life through the media. Mate, if you were filtering life through the media, you were being totally deceived. Fake news? Who's heard of fake news? That's out there and they're feeding you misinformation every single day. And so be very careful that your worldview is not manufactured by the media because they're indoctrinating you to believe certain things that are lies. And when you see the... Res- anyway, I don't want to go there, okay? I'm just getting fired up. Okay, I'm getting my wife's on the front row saying, you are, just settle down. It's okay. No, I won't be settled down. I'll be, I'll, I'll be getting more fired up, I'm telling you. So seekers. And so if you come to this church... What you're going to find out is what God says about you, about the world, and about life. And our best message, this is the best message we can give you. We teach it to our kids in Sunday school. Here is our deepest theology. Here's the theology that is so deep that even seminary professors are still struggling to get hold of it. How many of you want to know how deep it is? It goes like this. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves. How do I know? The Bible tells me so. It doesn't get deeper than that. That's the message. We open up the Bible from John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Matter of fact, it was the first Bible verse that I memorized as a little kid. That whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So when we find seekers and and we invite seekers to go to Alpha, we're looking for seekers, those that go, and and we've got evangelism that's done on the streets. And we're looking for seekers that are seeking the answers of life. and, And there's no greater joy in us helping people find Jesus, helping others find Jesus. Do you know I still cry like a baby when someone prays the sinner's prayer? And I've literally prayed it with thousands of people over 40 years preaching the gospel. I've literally prayed it with thousands. And for me, it's still the most important decision that someone can make. So if you're here today and you're a seeker, you're so welcome. And here's our message. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our message is this, that before you can get saved... There's got to be a revelation that you're lost, that you're a sinner. Why would you need salvation if you're not lost? And so one of the greatest things that we can do is to humble ourselves and admit that we've sinned and we've come short of the glory of God. It's just, it's, it's, it's an act of humility. Let, let, let me do a survey here, okay? 
Are you ready for a survey? Now, I'm not sure that there are too many people here who have murdered people. I'm not sure that there are too many mass murderers or mass rapists here. But what happens in this world is that we've made them the sinners. But the Bible says that even stealing a pen is a sin. Matter of fact, the first sin was eating a piece of fruit. How many of you have ever eaten a piece of forbidden fruit? How many of you have, how many of you have stolen something that doesn't belong to you? Even, 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 even a safety clip. How many, how many of you have stolen something that doesn't belong to you? Give me a wave. You're sinners. It's as simple as that. How many of you have ever distorted the truth? Now, 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 now what happens is that with some people, they call distorting the truth a white lie. It's like there's a black lie, there's a white lie, and, you know, black lies are bad, but white lies are good. How many of you have ever told a white lie? I'm here to tell you that all lies are lies, and liars will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. See, that's the Bible. That's the truth of it. But, but what happens is that we get indoctrinated to think that that's not true. Here's the answer to sin. The answer to sin is Jesus. The answer to sin is Jesus came to this world to pay the penalty for our sin. And the penalty was death. And he died upon the cross in your place. And you know what you know you know what really makes me emotional is that Jesus was God manifest in the flesh and he knew me before I knew him. And the thing that makes me emotional is that when Jesus was dying on the cross, he was thinking about me. He was saying, "John, this blood is for you. This blood that I'm shedding is to wash away your sins." He was thinking about me. 2,000 years ago. And that just humbles me that if I were the only sinner, Jesus would have died for me. And so then that brings me to the place of belief. Do I really believe this? And my attitude is I can't force belief on you. It's a gift. It's faith. But what a wonderful thing is when it clicks and you say, you know what? I believe that. I believe that Jesus was just not an historical figure, but he was more than an historical figure. He was the son of God. He was the savior of the world. What an awesome thing is when faith explodes in your heart and you believe that. So then you just got to do one more thing after belief. And what's that? You got to go to commitment. See, you just can't believe and stop there. Belief has got to create transformation in your life. And that's where commitment then says, Jesus, if you are willing to die for me, I'm willing to live for you. And so I say to people, you know, the gospel is as easy as A, B, C. Admit, believe, commit. Admit that you've sinned. Believe that Jesus died for you. Commit your life to following him. It is so simple that children can get it. And maybe today you're a seeker and you're getting it. And I want to give you an opportunity right now to receive Jesus. Can you just bow your heads, close your eyes right there where you're seating? And if you're here today and you're willing to admit that you've sinned, you believe that Jesus died for you and you want to make that commitment, to follow Jesus. You want to make that commitment to become a Christian. You're not going to be perfect immediately, but you start the journey. 
But today you're wanting to make a commitment to start that journey. I want you to lift up your hand right there where you're sitting and say, John, I want to make that commitment today to follow Jesus. Who are those people? Would you lift up your hand right now so I can pray for you? We had four people lift up their hands in the first service. Today, who's here today? And you just want to start making that commitment to following Jesus. If that's you, would you just lift up your hand? Don't want to move on without giving you an opportunity to do so. Yeah, God bless you. Second row from the front. I see that hand. You can put it down. Is there anyone else today you want to make that commitment? I want to follow Jesus. You haven't made it before, or maybe you did and you backslid, but today you just want to rededicate yourself to following God. Would you just lift up your hand? I'd love to pray for you. Is there anyone else? My last call. Is there anyone else? Okay. Yeah, okay. God bless you. You made it right at the end. That's awesome. Wonderful. With the, with a little baby girl. Okay. Let's let's just pray this prayer together, especially those two ladies that put up your hand. I want everybody just to pray this prayer. I want you to say this, Lord Jesus. I want to thank you that you died upon the cross to pay the penalty for my sins. I believe in you. I believe you're the son of God. I believe you're the savior of the world. And today I commit myself to make you my savior, my king, my Lord. Help me to follow you all the days of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great big hand of praise. I love that. For those of you that prayed that prayer, at the back, we have what we call the Bible pickup stand. And we, if you haven't got a Bible, we'll give you a Bible. Um, if, we, if you can't read English, we'll try to source a Bible in the language that you can read. But we will help you take the next step. Some of you said, I've already got a Bible. It's okay. Go to the stand anyway and talk to someone about what your next step is because there are next steps and we want to help you take the next step. That's awesome. So seekers, I love seekers. May the church be filled with seekers. May you invite your friends who are seekers to come to church because we will take care of them. And I give you, I, I give you an assurance that every Sunday I preach the gospel and give people an opportunity to receive Jesus. Amen. How many of you already worked that one out that uh, John Juliano loves the gospel? You worked that one out? Okay. Second type of person in church is what I call the attenders. We love attenders. Matter of fact, we wouldn't have church if people didn't attend. So, so every single person here right now, you're an attender. You're, you, you're attending. It's wonderful. We love having you here. We, for us, you're our guests and we love that. And we give you tea, coffee, biscuits, cakes, whatever's downstairs. Help yourself to that. We give you a great service. We have so many people that work so hard to make sure that you're great, that you're great, and that's awesome. And we've got literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people in Australia that attend church service. But so many of them stop at that. They just attend. So they put on their Sunday best. They come to church. They, they attend. They look. They get blessed, and then they leave. And that's awesome, but that's not where we want you to stay. We want you to move to the third level, and that's where you become 
a contributor. I honestly believe that the strength of a church is never found in how many people attend, but the strength of a church is found in how many people contribute. We have over a 1,000 people that attend our church on and off over a month. We'd have at least a 1,000 different people. But we have maybe 450 people who contribute. And so the strength of our church is not the 1,000 or so people that attend. The strength of our church is in the 450 people who contribute. You know, it's those people that contribute that make our church strong and we're able to accomplish all that we're able to accomplish. And it's those 450 people who contribute that make our name known in the community. See, this is the amazing thing is that is that whenever we've had our mayor or our premier or any of the dignitaries of our community come to our church and I give them the microphone to speak, they have never, ever, ever ever said, we love Life Source because your pastor is a great preacher. I know for some of you that would come as a shock. But they've never said that. They've never said, we love Life Source because you guys have got the best worship ever. I know it's a shock and we do have great worship. But they don't recognize our worship and our preaching. But I tell you what they do recognize is our contribution to the community. And so when Anne got Citizen of the Year just recently, and and what she received as an award, and they read the award. It wasn't Anne's a great preacher, a great teacher. It's what Anne has contributed to the community. It's her contribution to the community that gave her the award. And so can I just say to you, I, I, I want you to attend, but I want you to move to the next level where you start to contribute. And when you contribute, you transition to becoming a team player. So let, let, let me tell you five things that happen when you contribute. Number one, you get to join the team. Oh, I love the fact that you get to join the team. Now, what you'll notice today is that we've got the team, which is Life Source Church. But in Life Source Church, there are literally 12 teams that work together to make it up. And so we got stations and creative station is going to come just over the baptismal font. There's 12 stations and there are 12 teams that you can sign up and become involved with. And, and uh, what you'll notice is that there are two booklets. This one here, Find Your Spiritual Gift. You've had this for a couple of weeks. And, um, and so at the back there, there was the answer sheet where you totaled up your scores and there were 19, 19 things that you could total up to. Well, this week, there's the answer sheet here. And the answer sheet gives you what A is, what B is, what C is, what D is. And it also gives you an idea of what team you can best get into to give an opportunity for your gift to find its greatest place of contribution. So I say to you, it's wonderful that you are attending our church, but it's going to be even more wonderful when you become part of the team and start to contribute. So can I just say to you that when you join a team, you literally come out of the stands onto the field. It's like, it's like you're watching a game of football or cricket or basketball or whatever. 
and you're watching the game from the stands and, and all of a sudden you get invited saying, do you want to come down onto the court and join the team? And you say, well, well, I feel comfortable in the stands. Yeah, but in the stands, you're just watching. But when you come down onto the court, onto the field, that's when everything changes. Because in the stands, you're watching everybody else score goals. But when you come onto the field, you get to score the goals. When you're up in the stands, you, you, you get to cheer or you get to criticize. But when you get down onto the field, you're the one that's making the difference. When you're up in the stands, at the end of the day, you see the trophy. But when you're onto the field, you actually get to hold the trophy. It's yours. You've deserved it. You've won it. So what I'm saying to you is this. If you're an attender, we love you attending and keep attending. But know this, that you need to move from attending to contributing in whatever area. Just make a contribution. Everything becomes better. The second thing that happens when you begin to contribute is that you literally make lifelong friends. Just there's something about the friends that you make when you start to contribute. When you do life with people, when you, when you, and you know, one of our causes is to drive back the kingdom of darkness so that God's kingdom of light can shine into people's lives. And, and so what we're doing is, what we're doing is significant. We're not just playing a game here. This is life and death. We're changing people's eternal destiny. And when you're involved in a cause like that, you make lifelong friends. It's just awesome. The third thing that happens when you join the team and you contribute is that you begin to grow. You begin to grow spiritually. It's in contribution. Come on, you know, to get information poured into you and just go from meeting to meeting, seminar to seminar, just become information junkies. We want more information. Well, it's good to get information, but it's time to use that information to make a difference. And you don't start to grow until you start to give. You know, I'm telling you, discipleship for us is not just more information. It's more transformation that results in growth. Not only do you grow, but the church grows as well. The fourth thing that happens when you join the team is that you get to give back. Oh, it's just, it's so wonderful to receive. How many of you love receiving? It's just wonderful to receive. It's wonderful to be fed. It's wonderful to be in a position where you come and, and the worship is on and, and you, you, you know, prophetic words are being said. The preaching does something and you're, getting, you're giving, you're, you're getting. But what a wonderful thing it is to give back. And I just love that. And one of the big areas that I love watching on a Wednesday and Thursday is community care food care, and just people that are elderly coming. We had someone that was 90 years of age. Angie, is Angie here? She brought a father. There you are, Angie. You brought your father. How old's your dad? 90? 89. And so he's meeting some of the young guns. And so he met Kow Tao, who's 81. And I mean, he's one of the young guns. And so... Uh, and so He's these guys, and they're unloading trucks in their 80s. But, you know, Kowtow, every time I see him, he, he, he gives me a muscle show. And I feel it. And he's, 
He's still strong at 81 years of age. I love that. I just love, because they, they feel like they're useful when they're able to contribute. I'm telling you, it's just wonderful to be able to give back. It does something to you. The fifth thing, when you start to contribute, when you start to join a team, you make an eternal difference. And I think you've just got to remember that you make an eternal difference. See, when we get to heaven, we're not going to talk about the size of our house. Well, I had a big house and I drove a fancy. You're not going to be talking about that. Seriously. You know, over here, that's really impressive for some people. But in heaven, it's not going to impress everybody, especially when the streets are made of gold. Hello? Streets are made of gold in heaven. So try to impress with what you had. Yeah, I had a backyard full of dirt. Yeah, I had concrete. I had tiles. I had terrazzo. Well, we got gold here. You're not going to impress anybody with what you had here, over there. So what, how do you impress? By telling what you've done. What have you done with eternal consequences? See that person over there? See that one over there? I invited him to Alpha. And he got saved at Alpha. You did? Wow. What, that person not going to hell anymore? They're in heaven because you just invited them? You're a champion. It's awesome. Wow, what a prize. I hope when we get to heaven that no one that's connected to Life Source will be embarrassed. Why is that? Because I want every single person to have opportunity to have stories to tell, victories to be won. Why is that? Because you were involved with a church that's changing a city, changing a nation, changing the world. And we're encouraging you to contribute. We're inviting you to get involved. We're inviting you to say, look, there's opportunity, just a little, a little itty bitty step. Just make a cup of tea, a cup of coffee. We've got people that can't even speak English making coffee for you downstairs. Hello, how are you all? Very good. <laughs> Wonderful, but I can do something. Wonderful, I love that. I just want to do a dance when I see people involved and they're contributing because I know this, that from the least contribution to the greatest contribution, together we make something awesome. You can't take the least out of the contribution and say that it's a full contribution. Even the smallest contribution makes a difference. So whatever you do makes a difference in our church. And today, we're finishing early so that you can go to the various stations and just sign up and say, I don't know what I can do, but I can do something. I'm willing to get involved and you'll learn it on the go. You'll have people around. You'll have friends. You'll make new friends. You'll make, listen, nobody needs to leave this church alone today. You can leave having made friends just by contributing, signing up, being part of a team that's making a difference in the world. We've We've already planted 10,000 churches all over the world. We're about to plant 50. We've done one in, in, in Fairfield. There's more coming, glory to God. There's, we're changing the world for Jesus, and we can't do it without your contribution. Today is Surf Sunday. Get involved for the glory of God. Thanks for choosing to listen to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Ann Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge.